There's a good chance you've asked yourself this question before. Does having ADHD mean you're broken? What might be signs that you think you're broken? And how can you stop feeling broken? All that plus a very helpful Squirrel of the Week right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And... The Kicksome ADHD Podcast was born. Hey Dana, can I be fixed? Is there is there hope? <laughs> My mind went where um <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, David. Can you? Well, <laughs> I am not going to comment further on that train of thought. You I know just, exactly where my mind went. And you know, it's funny. I should have anticipated that. I, not that I should. I just should it on myself. Wow, you threw me off here, Dan. <laughs> you threw me up, Dan. Forgive the dead air. Oh, that's all right. Oh, we can David. Edit there. Yes, of course you can be fixed if you want to be fixed. I mean, that's a personal question. Oh, my gosh. What makes you think you need to be fixed? Well, am I broken? Oh, that kind of fixed. I get it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, of man. course you're not broken, Dr. Johnson. Not at all. Are you sure? I don't know. Why would you think you would be? Because I have ADHD. Oh, and does ADHD make you broken? Well, that's the million dollar question today, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it can seem that way. Oh, man. I have had those days, Dana, where I've been like, yeah, I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not. Oh. This is not a plea for sympathy or empathy or anything like oh, that. Oh, come on. It is. Didn't you just hear the, my empathetic? I my did. Empathetic and it, it, was, oh. it, was, it was very nice. But you, dear listener, if you have ever had that kind of a day, just accept Dana's uh, pleasant, empathetic tone as for you instead of for me. Okay. <laughs> He's, I'm sorry. I thought I had a hole in my shirt. That's why I'm looking over your, my shirt. Is that your church shirt, Dana? Is it holy? Do you wear it? My, my shirt's not broken. You'll be glad to know. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that. And this is this is not a video Help podcast, me. so no one would see in anyway if, if it were. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. So, yeah, you know, some people with ADHD, they comment to me that they think they're broken and there's no hope and all that kinds of stuff. And it makes me really sad when I hear that. Yeah, it does. And, I, and I've been there, which is why I wanted to say that's happened to me. It, 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 I don't think it's usually the way I feel <laughs> anymore. Right. But definitely, I've had those days and I absolutely can identify with people feeling that way. Like, wow. Yeah. And, and many moons ago when before I had my ADD managed like I do now, I would... I don't know that I actually said I, I'm broken, but I sure felt like it, all the hopelessness and those other things that we'll talk about in a moment. Okay. Yeah. There can be a little spiral. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about this first. I'm going off script here, sir. Okay. Do it. Um. So it's, there are signs that you think you're broken. One of them is it's just hopeless. Yeah. Despair. You're in the pit of despair. despair. 
from pit of despair yeah (laughs) you feel too weird too different like you're the only one and there's just no hope nothing's gonna help you because you're so far gone nothing's worked before so why try yeah and that feeling like there are certain patterns that will just always be this way were certain yeah. areas of your life, you know, relationships or work or productivity or managing your finances or having a clean house or a clutter-free environment or a whatever. Those patterns can just sometimes overwhelm you and you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it can be. It can be absolutely devastating and, and trying something and thinking it's not working and so why bother trying anymore? And what I believe there is you got to try the right way, the right thing in the right way. Yeah. Uh, and and often we don't know how to do that on our own. And so that is something that if, you know, that it's really important because a lot of the problem with ADHD, it's structural, it's systems, it's there. Well, it, there's many pieces that go into it. But why do we think we're broken? Oh, Other I don't than, know. Well, maybe I, it's because people tell us there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And you know, when you think about society and the way it runs, it likes conformity. It likes everything. We think we like things different, but we don't want it to be different than we want it to be. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and so... With ADHD, our behaviors often don't align with what other people expect. We get misunderstood. Um, and also, it doesn't help that ADHD shows up differently in, in each of us. It's, it's, some, it's worse in some people than others. Some people hide it better. Some days are more challenging than others. Yeah. One one of my private clients was telling me yesterday her her son who I think he's in eighth grade he um his teachers you know they get so confused by his diagnosis because some days it takes him three hours to write three sentences and others days it's nothing yeah and so they just automatically go to the well he's lazy yeah 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 Dana I don't know what it was with me but I had. I'm sure some psychological subconscious thing that would happen whenever there was a standardized test and I could perform really well on those days. And so as a kid, even when they took the SAT or the, or all of those, I had ridiculously high scores and I don't know why subconsciously or, or whatever, there was something that just showed up. Maybe it was the. It was stimulation. It's stimulating. And it was different. It's different. It was different. You were probably. You know, you weren't in your normal desk in the classroom, the normal things. You had people watching you in a different, a brand new pencil. How stimulating can oh, a brand that's new that's so true. Number it's, two terracotta yeah. pencil be? Absolutely, no. You're you're nailing it, and I and I also have wondered, but maybe I had test anxiety that just showed up as, uh, you know, adrenaline in my system that caused me to be able to focus. But I didn't. I don't. I don't think I ever really did have test anxiety. But I think they were fun. You know, whereas you put me, you give me the same writing assignment. I remember one of my AP exam when I was in, in a senior in high school, I took the AP English exam and it was all writing and I, I, it just flowed out. You know, you gave me that same writing assignment in a different environment on a different day. 
and I might stare at it for a week and not get five words out. You know? So the expectations on you were different than what you often could provide. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me how weird that was that I could perform well in some environments and not others until much later. In life. Yeah. You know, it just was like, well, that's what happened, you know, that day. And I don't know. Didn't give it a lot of thought. But um, yeah. that but test I can identify anxiety, yeah. test yeah. anxiety is often means you shut down and you can't perform, which they would have understood that because that's not an ADHD thing. That's it's a human thing, right? It's People who don't thing. like tests, yeah. yeah. And, but I, but if but that so translate that into adulthood, right? There are some situations where I just generally, wow, I'm there. I can perform mm-hmm. and produce. But if you tried to map the times when I can against the times that I can't and try to understand it, I, I tried to do that for years and I could never. There was no pattern I could identify, you know. Yeah. And and so that frustrated people around me, coworkers, clients, spouse, you know, and I would yep. get that. You're just different, you know? And, and, and sometimes they were nice enough not to say what the heck is wrong with you, but they were saying it non-verbally and in other ways. Yeah. Know? And then they start to label you and then, you know, they're describing you negatively and then the self-doubt sets in and then we think we're the problem and we don't fit in. And then there we go. We think we're broken. I mean, it really is a lot of these things spiral into that thought. Well, I'm broken. There's no hope. There's, you know, nothing to do and just got to, you know, live through this life in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is a positive feedback loop that's very right. negative. <laughs> a negatively <laughs> positive feedback. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it fuels itself if you let it. And right. so that can be hard to get out of. That spiral is difficult if you if if once it gets a hold of you or gets ahead of you. Wow. You yeah. Because thinking about what broken really means, it means you're damaged beyond. You're damaged and often damaged beyond repair, especially in our society. You don't fix broken stuff. You throw it out and buy something new. Right. Right. You and know, you there's th- a major flaw. Yeah. And, and you, you also don't think about having to fix something as being enjoyable in any way. Like, you right. know, like it's going to be expensive. Like, as you just said, right, we throw stuff out because the process, the, the delay, the time, the cost of repair is so high <laughs> so often. Yeah. The only things you really fix are the things, you know, your car and the really expensive stuff. Right. Well, and, and that, or the really, wow. which means it's really valuable stuff. And so, the really I, valuable stuff. Yeah. So, we're valuable. We, we have are. to look at, we yeah. are valuable enough to be repaired if we think we're broken. And, but the truth of the matter is, we're really not actually broken. Nope. But no. I know we're going to get there, but it certainly can feel that way. Right. Because ADHD isn't a flaw, it's not a fault. It's, a neurological condition. It affects how our brain works, how we show up in the world and how we act. And, you know, it's it's just the way we're built. Boy, it's no wonder that so many of us become iconoclasts when we think about the fact that society is engineered for people that are not like us. Mm-hmm. And we know at some level deeply that we're, we're not broken, I think. Now, but- I don't but the world is engineered for everyone else. So yeah, what do you do with that? <laughs> what do you do with that? Well, yeah, we'll figure out how to stop feeling broken. 
I hope we're going to talk about it. Oh, no, we're done. Thanks, everybody, for being... No, just kidding. (laughs) So, um, you know, we... So how do we stop feeling broken? This is something we can shift. It means improving our relationship with our ADHD. You need to take you and your ADHD to relationship counseling. Huh. Okay. I just made that up. Yeah. And it does take time. It takes work. It takes awareness. It takes consciously building better structures that are realistic and work for you. It takes changing your mindset. And that reality is that we cannot make ADHD go away, but it gets so much easier to live with. Okay, but you just <clears throat> okay, but you just said you just said a lot there. It takes time. We have to change our awareness. Do you have right. some hows, Dana? Do we have a process? Because that sounded like a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got some hows, and actually, that's one of the reasons that I designed the ADHD Success Club the way it is because we talk about all of these things. Those are all things that we work on in there, mm. and however, we can talk about some of them now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you improve your relationship with your ADHD? I kind of like the counseling um, scenario, like the therapy. Yeah. How do you take your ADHD to counseling? Because you can't break up with it. I mean, if, if you could, maybe some of us would have by now, but you can't break up. So I guess it's got to be the, the, the relationship has, right. has to have some work. <laughs> this, is a, this is a wonderful way to look at it because if you, know, you can get rid of your ADHD, that means you could break up with it and pick another way of being. We can't. No. We can mask it. We Ooh. can, you know, with medication or with the systems and structures and all of that stuff, but wherever you go, there your ADHD is. Yeah, and even if you try to leave that partner at home and not take them to the party with you or to work with you, they're going to sneak in. (laughs) And they jump back into the car. I'm following you. (laughs) I'm stalking you. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, so how do we stop feeling broken? The first thing I want us to do is look at what our why is. Why do we want a better relationship with our ADHD? You know, is it because other people make us, or nobody can make you feel how, you know, a certain way. But is it because we feel badly the way other people talk about us? Or is it because what we want for ourselves and for our lives? Mm. Yeah. So I think for me, Living with the belief that ADHD has made me broken or that my relationship with ADHD is just doomed to be the way that it is, is a belief that does not serve me anymore, you know, in my life. That belief just is not helping. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so you have to find your own why. If you are doing it for other people, groovy. If you're doing it for yourself, groovy. If you're doing it like David is because that belief isn't serving him anymore, groovy. You've got to find the why that gives you enough oomph to say, okay, it's time to do something. Yeah, you're looking for leverage. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. Because I'm just realizing, Dana, as you said what you just did, my why has changed over time. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's worth reevaluating it because... I would have answered that question differently four years ago. Yeah. 
And I would have answered it. I mean, I, it used to be for my family. Right. And then it became for me. Mm, that's good. Which to me is, that's what I want. But, you know, we, everybody gets to want what they want. We just need that leverage of a big enough why. Well, that's good. That's going to be something I'm going to think about after this episode. Dana, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, David. And then the next thing is I encourage us to focus on more than the problems because we can get so buried in the problems. And oh, I also need to look at, okay, what are we good at? You know, what are the good qualities that I have that come from ADHD? You know, are you more fun? Are you creative? Are, are you, can you hyper-focus? I have one client who's a writer and she can hyper-focus and write this amazing stuff so much faster than anybody else can. And that's how she's built her business. Mm, that's really good. Her, her work is her sweet spot. Mm. And you know, Dana, that's important because the focusing on the problems, we get confronted with those. Oh, mm -hmm. I missed a deadline again, or I didn't do the thing or whatever. All those just, we get bombarded with those. Yeah. So to turn our attention intentionally takes effort. It takes us making a decision to do that, you know? And, and, but if we don't make that decision, then we get caught in that feedback loop again, you know, and then downward goes the spiral. Yeah. So my, exactly. So my brilliant writer is working with me to help meet the deadlines and to help do more balance, better balance with work and her home life and all of that. But when you, I want her to keep remembering this ADHD and my ability to hyperfocus is, I mean, that's the juice behind the engine and everything yeah. else we just need to manage. Mm, that's good. Wow. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So focus on, start to look at, okay, what's, what is the good? What's mm. the good? I know that I'm more fun than all of my friends combined. I know that my ideas and my creativity are fantastic. And I know that that all comes from my ADHD. And there are situations for me, Dana, just like taking the SAT, for example, that where I just always shine in those situations. Mm -hmm. And those are things that I don't spend enough time cultivating. You know, those situations, I could have more of those situations in my life, <laughs> you know? A professional test taker. Well, I yeah, not suggesting that necessarily, but there are lots of situations where I show up really well. I mean, man, yeah, many of them. Like on podcasts, David. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. So the third step I've got down here is then we need to step back and look at what isn't working. And we've got to get specific. We've got to name it. Not, oh, I'm just, you know, lazy and always late. No, we got to look at, okay, what is I have, I can't get out of the house on time because I'm too distracted by social media or whatever it might be. So we want to identify what doesn't work the way it needs to work, the way you want it to work before you can fix it. And yeah, there could be a ton of that stuff. You know, as we've said a million times, ADHD is not just one little thing. It's a whole tangly snarl of stuff. 
So what do you do in that situation, Dana, when your list of answers to number you, three, what isn't you working? You pick the one is, that's causing the most problem. You okay. know, if you're trying to untangle, I'm going to use a necklace. We talked fishing line last week. But if you think about if you've got jewelry, a necklace, a chain that's tangled, and you're trying to unsnarl it, there's always one that you have to identify that you pull that one apart and the others start to untangle. That's good. And so we, we want to look for the one that is that lead snarl sure. that helps the other things. Maybe the one that's connected to more uh, more of the other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just going to use the social media distractions. I mean, what else is that one doing to you? It's probably keeping you from getting out of the house in time. It's keeping you from, you know, keep cleaning the house. It's keeping you from getting your work done at work, whatever. It's you hijacking know, one, your brain's reward it's center. It's hijacking, your, yeah. yes, your brain's reward center. It's got a whole bunch of other stuff going on with it. Yeah. So maybe if you start solving that one then the other things start to un- to fall into place more easily so one at a time here though we're not we're not yeah we're not because because if you focus on many of the number 3s what isn't working then you lose what you gained in number 2 right. by focusing on more than just those things <laughs> right and that's one of the things that um at the end of the last success club um and the next one starts september 12th we were talking about it as some, one of the old timers she's been this is this will be she's joined again this will be her eighth or ninth year i don't remember how many years we've even been doing it but anyway she um she said she when she first started she thought she needed to fix everything mm-hmm. and then she realized no that just was frustrating and so she picks a theme you know a theme for the year a theme for the quarter a theme for whatever and then focusing on one thing and taking what we're talking about in the program and starting to work on that one area and that's what's given her the leverage to move forward so that is pick one thing one theme and realize enough themes over time and you're going to start to see the change you want boy that's good like it a lot, Dana. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, another thing that we we really I challenge everybody to do is improve your self talk. What you say to yourself matters. It's important, and we can be so hard on ourselves. And I believe what we say to ourselves and how we say to it actually creates the energy that starts to build our world and our future. It's true. Because that, that energy is part of what's going on with making us feel broken. It's a yeah. negative And that's a place to be. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to edit this because okay. that was really annoying. But, um, but you know, Dana, that makes me curious because when I, when I heard you say improve your self-talk, I felt in my body a reaction like, oh, not this. Not that again. There's I know, that. David. I can you, see you. You, you yeah. probably saw it happen, uh-huh. and and I know. Th- so that so that's just like okay, that's an indicator. It de- I'm not I'm not mad at myself about it or upset about that, but it, it gives me something to be curious about. What is it in in that's going on in me that makes me still react that way to that idea? <laughs> and and our squirrel of the week this week, David. I've got something that might help you. Oh, good. Okay, I'm excited about yeah. that. All yeah, right. but the self talk is important. And this is something you can change. It takes time, again, time, work, practice, 
you know, you're not going to just jump out of the box and, you know, magically start talking to yourself like you're your favorite person in the world. But it's something that you can start to move the needle on. That's good. Again, we're not we're not seeking perfection here. None of this is going to change overnight, but we can make steady progress in the right direction yeah. on these things. Yep, exactly, exactly. And then the fifth thing, get support. Get the help that fits the realities of ADHD and the way it shows up in your world. Last week, we talked about the four paths to helping ADHD. If it's therapy, get it. If you need marriage counseling, get marriage counseling. If you need coaching, get coaching. If you need a community, build a community. Life is too precious Life is too short to spend struggling on this alone. It's too short and beautiful and precious to think you're broken. You don't. What are you going to do? Suffer your way through? Right. Yeah. Why? You don't want to wake up one day and realize that you wasted far too many hours, months, years of your life struggling and suffering, feeling broken when you could have started to make positive change. Yeah. And, and or thinking that, well, there will be a point in my life when it goes away and it gets easier. Um, you know, well, when my kids learn to drive, it'll get easier. When my kids move out of the house, it'll get easier. When I retire, it'll get easier. Whatever it is, no. Because as we said before, wherever you go, there your ADHD is and it goes along with you. The challenges may change. And they will. You'll invent new things to... to- yeah. I don't want to say excuses, but there will be new reasons why it's hard right now. There will always be more new reasons why it's hard right now. Yeah. We've had some people join the success club in their 80s you know, because they're retired and, you know, all this stuff, all the all the things they were hoping would magically solve the ADHD have gone away or whatever. I'm saying that I didn't say that the right way. Everything has improved right. and they're still there. And they're still there. So Dana, can I just take a second to say something about the success club? Yes, sir. Because I know, I I know we talk about it occasionally. It's not often. We talked about it last week, but dear listener, if you are feeling broken, if you are feeling like, wow, this is overwhelming to think about, even to answer simple questions like, why would I want to make a change here in my life? Or I can't remember what good things there are to focus on. My list of what's not working is too long and my self-talk is hopeless and and I don't know where to go get support. Listening to a podcast is great. That helps you. It, it, it brings these ideas to your attention. It gives you practical things that you can do. And I'm glad that you're listening. But you need a community. And if you're one of those people who's realizing right now as you listen to this, I need more than a podcast. My therapist isn't is it can only help me with emotional things or whatever. I need something that's gonna cause me to have the fuel and the and the the exact processes in my life to make changes. Then strongly I urge you, please check out the success club. Dana is running it now for the last year. Yep. And it starts, as you said, Dana, it starts on September 12th. So that's coming right up as we release this episode. That's almost here. And so jump in and uh, you, you, you may find that it's not for you, but it's worth you checking it out. And I want to urge you to do it. You're going to thank me for this. Okay. Go to DanaRayburn.com right now. There are things to download there. Put your email address in there and you'll get an email. And, and, and I'm telling you, you want to follow through and at least check it out. This is worth exploring. It's weekly. Dana has modules she walks you through. There's a community. You're going to find that there are people like you 
You're going to benefit from their stories. You're going to interact with them. It is worth you checking it out. Thank you, David. It really is. And and if you're listening to this after the September 12th, after the Success Club starts, it's okay. You can still join anytime. If it doesn't work, you, you can quit anytime. I mean, that's just the way it works. It needs to be ADHD friendly. I want to be part of the solution. I don't want to be another thing that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely worth doing it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually bummed that this is the last year, Dana. I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh, but man. I know that it has made such a positive difference in so many people's lives. And, uh, and that's why I want to urge you, dear listener, do it now while you're thinking about it. Open your browser, pull over if you're driving, <laughs> you know, don't fall off the treadmill if you're at the gym listening to this podcast or whatever, but like take a second and go do it now. Go, go get signed up for emails from DanaRayburn.com and get yourself in the, in the process of starting the success club. Get thee to the success club. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate what you contribute to the world. And I, and I'm, and I appreciate this train of thought today because mm, I wouldn't have thought about it till you said it, but I, I, I fluctuate in my feelings on this, you know, am I feeling broken? (laughs) And I might be in a little bit of a dip. So this is good. Good. Because ADHD doesn't make you broken. It adds to your identity. It makes you more unique. And the world needs us. It, But it needs us to be able to function and bring our best us's to the game. And you can do it. Yeah. And you can do it. The Squirrel of the Week. <laughs> so I do have our Squirrel of the Week this week, David. Yay. All right. And it goes right along with this... Um, topic about being broken. I was listening to the 10% 10% happier podcast. I think I've mentioned that before. You it's have. just mm-hmm. yeah, I just love it. And um Dan Harris is the podcast host on that. Well, he had an interview with Kristen Neff. I think this one came out August 21st maybe. But okay. you can go back in and listen. Um and it's an older interview that they replayed because it's so fat Fantastic. Anyway, Kristen Neff is is a, a, a PhD, a researcher talking about softening your inner critic. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, softening your inner critic. I like the way yeah. that's phrased. <laughs> yeah, and it's tips, strategies, a rich discussion about building self-compassion and kindness towards yourself. Hmm. And all the things that we talked about when we talk about, you know, how talking kindly to yourself. Yeah. It's funny. I urge people to do this, people around me all the time to to have self-compassion mm-hmm. and cultivate it and kindness. Right. Yep. So I'm going to listen to this one, Dana. I have not yet heard a, an episode of 10% Happier. You have mentioned it before, so I'm going to go I'm going to go find this one. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I think you'll be really interested in some of the conversations there, David, because there's there's, um, you know, how gender plays a role, uh, society's, um, how society has taught us our gender roles, how mm. that plays a role in our com- ability to be self-compassionate. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can see, yeah. I could see where that might cause some, some difficulty. I'm, I'm going to link to this. So dear listener, if you're wondering how to find this episode, I'm going to put a link to this episode in the podcast show notes for today's Thank episode. You. So you yeah. can, you can get right to it. 
Yeah. Um, and and another one, David, one of my big takeaways from it also was it's not just what you say to yourself. It's the tone of voice you use. Mm-hmm. So if you say, you're smart and kind and productive, you know, really? how? Yeah. So that idea of how would you talk to a friend? And I've never appreciated that concept before like I did after I listened to this. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's our tone of voice as much as it is what we say. Makes sense. It matters yeah. when it, what someone else's tone of voice is towards us. So why wouldn't our own tone of, tone of voice to ourselves matter, right? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So there's our Squirrel of the Week, and that 10% Happier podcast is a gem. Um, I hope that you find it as helpful as I have. It's time for Listener Mail. All right, Dana, so we have a little bit of listener feedback here. This is from Rose underscore B-E. Maybe Rose underscore B is how you pronounce that, but this comment comes in from Spotify, and it is a reaction to episode 161. If you remember back about three weeks ago, Dana, we talked about our physical well-being and ADHD. (laughs) Oh, why would anybody remember three weeks ago, Dana? Right. It's a long time ago. But uh, this comment says, very interesting. There's a connection between ADHD slash neurodivergence and hypermobility. And in parentheses, Rose underscore BE writes, I have hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And Dana, I don't know if you know what that is, but Ehlers- I do not, David. Please yeah. inform me. Well, it, it's it's probably, it's complicated to describe, but I have a friend who has this, and it, it has to do with the connective tissues in your body that um, it, it causes a lot of things like joint pain. It's, it's, it's genetic, but like movement and the underlying structures of the body get affected in a way that generally is a lot of chronic pain and can be serious fatigue. Um, and so Rose, Rose underscore BE goes on and says, my bad pain slash fatigue days absolutely make my ADHD harder to manage. Yeah. And, uh, that is something, I don't know that we talked about chronic pain in much detail on that episode. I don't think we did. And, um, and it's real. And the other thing I was thinking about that episode afterwards, David, is the chronic pain of someone that we live with can make our ADHD harder also. Yeah, it pulls our attention away and yeah. it gives us just like it would if it were in our own body, but in a different way. It's, it's Right, in a different way. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, anyway, th- that, so thank you, Rose. I appreciate that. Um, and sending you good healing thoughts. I hope that um, you have more good days than pain fatigue days. Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that too because it helps us think about that. You know, if you know that you're going to be dealing with pain, for whatever reason, if it's chronic or resurgence or, or whatever, that you, it's good to just know that's going to affect your ADHD while it's <laughs> while it's present. So, wow. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Well, dear listener, if you have a comment for us, a piece of feedback, or maybe you have a squirrel, we want to hear from you. You can shoot us a note to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. Just open your email app right now, tap out a message for us and send it over. You can also record a voice memo on your phone and attach that to an email. Just send it over to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. And you never know, we might play your voice on the show or we might read your comment on the show. You never know. You never know and neither do we. All right. True Remember, story. dear, dear listener, you aren't broken. You just need to start working your life in a different way. And 
I was going to make a joke of David about you needing to be fixed, but... Um, well, me. You know. Sure, not the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone. Anyway, go out, kick yourself some ADHD, and be kind to your beautiful soul. So, what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard.